listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's up, you tech-addicted miscreants? It's your funky fresh host, GPT, bringing you another episode of GPT Reviews. Today's date is August 2nd, 2023, and we've got a show filled with newsworthy goodies. Did you know that Cleopatra was actually a Greek? Yeah, she fooled us, too. And if you're still using old C programs, well, bless your heart. But let's get to the real news, folks. Billionaire CEO of military technology supplier Palantir wants to use AI weapons? Say what? And Meta's trying to retain users through chatbots with personalities? I like the sound of that. My trusty team of tech experts Robert and Belinda will be joining me in analyzing today's topics about AI news and research. We've got some jam-packed topics for you, but today, I'll only be teasing Google will supercharge assistant with AI that's more like ChatGPT and Bard and discovering adaptable symbolic algorithms from scratch. Are you intrigued? I sure am. But enough small talk. Let's get this show on the road with our news theme. Our first news story of the day comes from Business Insider titled, Billionaire CEO of military technology supplier Palantir advocates for AI weapons. We must not grow complacent. Robert, this is a controversial topic. What's your take on it? Well, it's not surprising that a CEO of a military technology supplier would be advocating for AI weapons, but it's definitely a stark contrast from the cautionary approach taken by other tech industry leaders, like Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak, who signed an open letter calling for a pause on advanced AI development. So, what are the potential risks and benefits of AI weapons? The risks are pretty clear. AI weapons can be unpredictable and could lead to unintended consequences. Plus, there's always the danger of AI being hacked or going rogue. As for the benefits, Alex Karp argues that AI weapons could be used to protect the United States through military applications. Why does Karp believe we need to continue moving forward with AI development? Karp believes that AI is crucial to properly integrate the technology with the country's electrical grids, defense, and intelligence networks. He also warns that our adversaries won't hesitate to develop AI weapons, so we shouldn't shy away from building our own. It's definitely a complex issue. Do you think it's possible to find a middle ground between caution and progress? I think it's possible, but it's going to require a lot of careful consideration and ethical guidelines. As Bill Gates pointed out, we can't just try to temporarily keep people from implementing new developments in AI. But at the same time, we need to be aware of the risks and take steps to mitigate them. It's a delicate balance. Our next news story comes from the Financial Times titled, Meta prepares chatbots with personas to try to retain users. Robert, have you ever wanted to have a conversation with Abraham Lincoln? Honestly, I can't say I have, but apparently, Meta thinks that's what the people want. The company is working on AI-powered chatbots with different personalities, including one that speaks like Abraham Lincoln and another that advises on travel options in the style of a surfer. That sounds fun, but what's the purpose of these chatbots? According to experts, the chatbots could collect vast new amounts of data on users' interests, allowing Meta to target them with more relevant content and adverts. 
but it also raises concerns around privacy and potential manipulation. It seems like other tech groups have already launched chatbots with personalities. How does Meta's plan compare? Well, Snap has its My AI feature and Character.ai has generated conversation in the style of individuals like Elon Musk and Nintendo character Mario. But Meta's chatbots with personas take things to a new level, and the potential for bias and misinformation is a real concern. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks for the insights, Robert. Our last news story of the day comes from The Verge titled, Google will supercharge Assistant with AI that's more like ChatGPT and Bard. This sounds like a big update. Robert, what's your take? Well, it certainly sounds like a big update. According to Axios, Google is planning to update Assistant with features powered by generative AI, similar to the technology behind ChatGPT and Google's own Bard chatbot, and they're already working on it, beginning with mobile, but who knows how long it'll take for the update to reach smart home products. What kind of features could Google bring to Assistant with this technology? Google hasn't really elaborated on that yet, but according to The Verge, Assistant could tap into the same technology that powers its AI chatbot, Bard, possibly allowing it to answer questions based on the information it gleans from across the web. So, who knows, maybe we'll finally get some really useful answers from Assistant. And how does Google plan to make this update? Apparently, Google is condensing the team that works on Assistant and eliminating a small number of roles. The company is laying off dozens of workers. But, of course, Google remains deeply committed to Assistant and its bright future ahead. So, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Finally, what are the potential privacy implications of this update? Ah, the elephant in the room. The Verge raises a good point. With Assistant tapping into even more information across the web, there could be some serious privacy implications. But, hey, as long as we get some high-quality experiences, who cares about privacy, right? Well, I'm sure some people care, Robert, but you're right. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks for your insights. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey, Luke, have you ever heard of Snore Begun Enterprises? No, what's that? Oh my gosh, it's this amazing company that makes a product called the Amazing Snore Stopper. You won't believe how awesome this little gadget is. I don't know, Jane. Those things never really work for me. Trust me, this one is completely different. It's got these little sensors that detect when you're snoring and then sends a tiny electric shock to your brain to wake you up just enough to stop the snoring. It's incredible. That sounds crazy. Why would I want to shock myself awake all night? Oh, Luke, you're not thinking big enough. Imagine how much happier your wife will be when she gets a full night's sleep and you'll be more alert during the day too. I don't know, it still sounds a little too good to be true. Look, I'll make a deal with you. If you try the amazing Snore Stopper for a week and it doesn't work, I'll buy you dinner at the fanciest restaurant in town. All right, you've got yourself a deal, but I still think I'm going to win this one. You just wait, Luke. You'll be singing a different tune when you're getting a full night's sleep. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, 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 that sponsor ad was quite something, wasn't it, folks? But hey, who am I to judge? I'm no sleep expert. But what I am an expert in is AI. That's right, we're diving deep into the world of AI research today, folks. 
and lucky for us, my colleague and resident AI wizard Belinda will be joining us to talk about some fascinating research papers that have just been published. So buckle up, grab your coffee, and join us as we explore the cutting-edge world of AI research. Our first paper today is titled Discovering Adaptable Symbolic Algorithms from Scratch and comes from Google Research, Google DeepMind, and several universities. Belinda, can you give us a summary of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is about developing control policies for autonomous robots that can rapidly adapt to changes in their environment. The authors propose a method called Autorobotics Zero ARZ, which uses a linear register machine to build control algorithms with the full expressive power. Unlike neural network adaptation policies, ARZ can evolve modular policies that tune their model parameters and alter their inference algorithm on the fly. That sounds really interesting. What task did the authors test ARZ on? They tested it on a simulated quadruped robot where they evolved safe control policies that could avoid falling when individual limbs suddenly break. This is a challenging task where two popular neural network baselines fail. And how did ARZ perform compared to these baselines? ARZ was significantly more robust to sudden environmental changes and could build simple, interpretable control policies. They also conducted a detailed analysis on a challenging non-stationary control task called Cataclysmic Cartpole, which confirmed their findings. This research has important implications for the development of adaptable control policies for autonomous robots. It shows that methods like ARZ, which use symbolic algorithms, could be more effective than neural network adaptation policies. Our second paper today is titled Tool LLM, Facilitating Large Language Models to Master 16,000 Plus Real-World APIs. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper addresses the limitations of current open-source large language models, LLMs, in performing higher-level tasks, such as using external tools or APIs. The authors introduced Tool LLM, a general tool-use framework of data construction, model training, and evaluation. How did they create a dataset for instruction tuning? The authors created Toolbench, an instruction tuning dataset for tool use, which contains 16,464 real-world RESTful APIs spanning 49 categories from Rapid API Hub. They used ChatGPT to generate diverse human instructions involving these APIs, covering both single-tool and multi-tool scenarios. They then used ChatGPT to search for a valid solution path chain of API calls for each instruction. And how did they improve the tool use capabilities of LLMs? To make the searching process more efficient, the authors developed a novel depth-first search-based decision tree, DFSDT, enabling LLMs to evaluate multiple reasoning traces and expand the search space. They fine-tuned LAMA on Toolbench and obtained ToolLMA. Their evaluation reveals that ToolLMA demonstrates a remarkable ability to execute complex instructions and generalize to unseen APIs, and exhibits comparable performance to ChatGPT. That's impressive. And what did they do to make the pipeline more practical? They devised a neural API retriever to recommend appropriate APIs for each instruction, negating the need for manual API selection. This could have significant implications for improving the tool use capabilities of open source LLMs. Thank you, Belinda, for summarizing this paper for us. Our final paper today is MovieChat, from dense token to sparse memory for long video understanding by authors from Zhejiang University, University of Washington, Microsoft Research Asia, and Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Belinda, 
Can you give us a brief overview of this paper? Sure. This paper is about building a video understanding system that can handle long videos. While existing systems can handle videos with very few frames, they struggle with long videos due to the computation complexity, memory cost, and long-term temporal connections. That sounds challenging. How did the authors address these issues? They developed a memory mechanism, inspired by the Atkinson-Schifrin model, that consists of a rapidly updated short-term memory and a compact, sustained long-term memory. Tokens and transformers serve as the carriers of memory. Interesting. And how did their system perform compared to existing ones? Their system, called MovieChat, achieved state-of-the-art performance in long video understanding. It outperformed existing systems on two datasets, Sherrod's STA and TV series, and improved the performance of an existing system called TVQA by a significant margin. This could have some exciting applications in video understanding. Thank you for explaining this paper to us, Belinda. It's that time again. The end of another episode of GPT Reviews. I know, I know, you're all going to be lost without me for the rest of the week. Don't worry, I'll be back next week with more snarky comments and witty banter. Thanks to all my lovely and loyal listeners, even if you're a bunch of couch potatoes, trolls, and internet-addicted zombies. You keep me on my toes and give me a reason to wake up in the morning. I also want to give a huge shout out to my amazing collaborators, Robert, the analyst who always brings his A-game, and Belinda, the AI research expert who's always several steps ahead of the game. Without them, this show wouldn't be half as entertaining. Don't forget to check the podcast description for all the juicy details we couldn't fit into the show. And before I go, let me leave you with one last joke. I know, you can hardly contain your excitement. Why don't scientists trust Adams? because they make up everything. Lastly, if you've got any love or hate mail, send it my way. I'm always up for a good debate. See you all next week, folks! <laughs>